Look, I am here to pick vegetables and kick ass, and actually there's quite a lot of vegetables. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I am your host, Johnny Good Times. Joining me is my sidekick. I am Dr. Eisenberg. Good morning, Big Nicks. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning. How's it going? Well, it's going pretty well. Oh, good. It's going pretty well because uh, we got a we got a question from a viewer. Oh, we're gonna listener. We, we're gonna dig straight into mailbag. I think we're digging into mailbag town. All right, all right. Let's go to the mailbag. Let's go on down to mail town. Okay. Okay. Would you like to read it? Oh, all right, all right. Yes, sure. yes. Bring those dulcet tones to the mailbag. <laughs> Dear breakfast with the beak. <laughs> I prop that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know when, how when you see Twinkies in the store and you think, ooh, Twinkies are good, and you buy them and take them home and they never taste like you think they should? Why does that happen? Why do we remember and or think they'll taste different? From Cassie in Silton, Washington. Ah, frequent uh, topic person, Cassie, Thank has you, asked Cassie. us an important question about Twinkies. That's a good question and it's topical. Yeah, it, it is. Now... The reason that this is not a topic on our show is because we did a similar episode about that a while back. Yeah, uh, you can you can listen to our fast food advertising episode. Which, in which we discuss why the Big Mac in the ad is not as good as the Big Mac that's squashed at the bottom of the bag under your shake. And it's it's related to that, okay, because the the theoretical deliciousness of a Twinkie is a sinister conspiracy that has been, you know, just Independently put forth over and over again in all types of media. Okay. Because Twinkies are awful, okay? When they announced the hostess was going under, I was happy because we are are finally being rid of the scourge that is the Twinkie. The most foul-tasting. Now, you might be looking at your iPod weird right now, like... What do you mean? Yeah, you sound. Twinkies like, taste good. You sound like one of those, like the the raw food guru who they have on the Today Show, and then he's like, "Now, now, now." People always talk about, you know, oh, candy tastes good. No, candy tastes awful. And if you just embraced your instincts, you would know that. You no, know? that guy's a goddamn idiot. Yeah. Okay. Because it's good. Because bananas taste good, and candy tastes as sweet as bananas. Mm-hmm. Like when they get a little ripe. You know what I mean? Like, and I love camp cupcakes and shit. We've talked about how often I eat donuts, okay? Oh, we did a show about donuts. Yeah, Yeah. it's not healthy. Twinkies are awful. And here's how you can tell. Twinkies taste like, okay, did you ever get styrofoam? Uh, Like, you get a big hunk of styrofoam, like when you buy a TV or a a VCR or a stereo or something? Yes. You ever burn it, like, for fun? Just like, no! (laughs) Why would I? What? No! Okay, the smell of... (laughs) Go on, though. Go on. The smell... That a big hunk of packaging styrofoam makes when you burn it is what Twinkies taste like. Okay, you don't you think Twinkies taste good because you haven't had one in a while. They look good. They look because they look like yellow cake, like the same kind of yellow cake that's like in a zebra cake. Okay, yeah, just like all fluffy and spongy with cream. It's like I enjoy a zebra cake. Yeah, I like things that are spongy and fluffy and full of cream. But no, no. You only think Twinkies taste good because you haven't eaten one since you were like a kid or some shit. And they weren't even that good then. They were just better than the crappy, soggy-ass sandwich in your lunch bag. Right, but they're, they're, they taste worse than any other snack cake, okay? Like a Hostess cupcake or a Ding Dong. Oh, a cupcake is a quality treat. Those are even good. a Hostess cupcake. Those yeah. are good. Those taste fine. Yeah. But it's 
And see, here's the thing, like, you watch, like, Ghostbusters and, and Egon and Ray are, are talking about how the, the paranormal activity is like a... A, a Twinkie that is of, a, of an immense size. It's like 200-story Twinkie. Twinkie yeah. 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 Or, like, uh, in Zombieland, when Woody Harrelson is on the quest to find the world's last Twinkie. Indeed. Or, like, uh, season two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you see Xander just, like, wolfing down Twinkies like they're super awesome. And, you know, yeah. Or in... Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, when they're giving Genghis Khan a Twinkie. Yeah. Like, over and over again. Like, the, the, the things in our culture are like, you know, reinforcing, Twinkies are great, man. So, you're like, you got the munchies, and you're like, oh man, what am I gonna, oh shit, I haven't had a Twinkie in a while, those are delicious. Oh my god, what is on my tongue? Fuck! No, man, Twinkies are only good when you've got the munchies. That's the thing. You can only evaluate this shit by the last time you had a Twinkie sober. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that I cannot put a date on, because uh, I can't remember. the. I literally cannot remember the last time I had a, a sober Twinkie. And I think a lot of our listeners are in the same boat. There's a, an inverse correlation between how good you think a Twinkie will be and when the last time you had one while sober was. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And, like... When uh, a hostess went bankrupt and, like, people were buying Twinkies in, like, stores, like, in a panic, Mm -hmm. I was... It had been two or three years since I last had that experience where I felt like my taste buds had been violated. Okay. And I watched those... The the news coverage and I thought, like, oh, man, I haven't had a Twinkie in a while. I should go... Wait a minute! No! No, you fool! No! Die! Die, Twinkies! When I heard the news about hostess, you Uh know, not making any more cakes... Yeah. Uh, what I did was I went to the supermarket and I bought a box of Little Debbie cupcakes, which are the exact same thing as the Hostess cupcakes. And they're fine, and you can still get them whenever you want, because they're from Little Debbie. Yeah, well, there's a there's a weird thing going on with Little Debbie, because our, our supermarket in Brooklyn has already completely adapted. Oh, because oh have they ever. Go on with this. Yeah, we get the Little Debbie displays in, in our region. I don't know about you guys, but... They have had versions of all the big hostess snacks for ages, okay? Yeah, Little Debbie has has their equivalent. I mean, you know, the Little Debbie Swiss cake roll. It's the exact same thing as a ho-ho. In fact, the Swiss cake roll has arguably supplanted the ho-ho as the, the preeminent rolled chocolate cream cake. They're at least parallel, but you can tell by the, the, the price, okay? Indeed. Because anything that is iconically known as a Little Debbie original, like a, a, a Nutty Bar... Yeah, no, a Nutty Bar, it's, uh, an oatmeal cream pie. Yeah, it's like a buck seventy nine a box. Yes. And that's for like 8 or eight to 12, depending on what kind of treat it is. Yeah. But the ones that are, are known famously as Hostess knockoffs... Are over $3 a box. Yeah, because okay. they know that people are going to be wanting their Twink Fix. and uh, Yeah, for like the same the same amount of like sugar and, and, and carbs. So like the fake Twinkies that are called like, I don't know, Golden Creams or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll run you like over 3 bucks. But they're the same thing as Twinkies. Don't buy them. If you want yellow cake out of a wrapper... The zebra cakes taste better than Twinkies, and they're like a buck fifty less. And they have stripes. And they have stripes. So you get to feel like maybe you're eating a zebra. Yeah. So you can like you can pretend you're a lion. Well, <laughs> it'd be like you put the zebra cake on your desk, and then you hide behind the desk, and you're like, I'm a lion. I'm gonna get that zebra. Rah! I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> well, it's like see, I always think of it as if Jesus was a zebra. Oh, 
okay? that's clever. Because Jesus can turn his body into crackers so Catholics can eat him, mm-hmm. right? But if Jesus was a zebra, he would turn himself into zebra cakes. Yeah. So you could take communion with uh, a, a cake. Well, no. What he, he turns the crackers into his body. It's the op- but, but yeah, no. If he turned a cracker into his body <laughs> and he was a zebra, yeah. you would know it happened. Because you'd have a cracker, just a <laughs> shitty little cracker, yeah. and then it would turn into a zebra cake. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, church. Oh, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because like, <laughs> so, like, that's how you know it took. Like, yeah. that's how you know the transubstantiation worked. Because you see the cracker transform before your eyes into a zebra cake. Yeah, it's not that we don't want to believe. It's just that we want a little panache with our faith. Yeah, okay? a panache so and zebra cakes. We, we start the, the first Church of Latter-day Zebras, and uh, yeah, we, I think we, we got know, something. Uh, Jesus was a zebra. Yeah. And if your cracker doesn't turn into a zebra cake, it's because you didn't clap hard enough to bring Tinkerbell back to... I don't know how it works. <laughs> I don't know, but the, I think the heretics are sources. Sources, yeah. Come on, like, getting all domesticated. What's wrong with you? Yeah, right. It's like that's not the zebra way, man. No. And then, like Satan, therefore, is a lion. So it turns C.S. Lewis on its head, man. Oh, it's oh, like oh that's wait, good. Jesus lion versus Satan lion. Now we got a real, real rumble here. Oh my god, yeah. Maybe they're both lions, and there's just a lion fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome. <laughs> that's a cool religion, right? I mean, just what what's your religion have? Oh, forgiveness. Really, we've got lion fights. Yeah, you totally. Know? That's fine. I feel like that's what Rome was going for. Yeah, when right. they were like, we're going to feed Christians the lions. What they were really saying was. Christians, wouldn't this be cooler if you worship lions? Or Come zebras. On. Or zebras. Yeah. You know, let's uh, let's get the ball rolling on this shit. Yeah, so, yeah. okay, history solved. Um, cool. So, yeah, so that's why Twinkies suck, and it's good that they're gone. Yeah, so go eat some zebra cakes and pretend to be a lion or a zebra, or I don't really remember how this works, yeah. but I've already forgotten. All right, thanks for writing in, Cassie. <laughs> thanks for writing in about <laughs> zebras or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we roll a topic properly now? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, so, let's do this. Okay. Oh, hey, that is a 20. That would be really good, except there are two dice, so it's not very good. <laughs> it's not a crit. <laughs> yeah, not a crit. Well, let's see what number 20 is. Okay. Actually living on a deserted island. Submitted by Jay in Philadelphia, friend of the show. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. So, actually living on a deserted island. That's a good topic for Jay to bring up, okay, because you are now a man of the sea. I am a man of the sea. As of last week's episode, when I realized that the sea is great, Mm -hmm. and that I want to take to the waves and and live on the the high seas, sail under the flag of Spain as a privateer, and, you know, battle shark men, or whatever comes up, you know, I mean, the sea's big. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I mean, that's a, an awesome lifestyle choice, and I, I wish you the best, and I know you've been thinking a lot about boats and water and mermaids and stuff, but have you yet thought about the, the current where you get, you know, lost in a storm, or, you know, get a, a hit by a cannonade or whatever, you find yourself marooned on a remote island with no chance of escape? Well, the sea is treacherous. Yeah. So that is something I have to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, once that happens, of course, you're no longer a man of the sea, you're a man of the jungle, or whatever happens to be on that island. Right. So I mean, like, if there's nothing on the island, you get there and there's just sand, then you you die. Yeah, yeah. First thing you need is just potable water. Yeah. You need a fresh water spring. 
Yeah. Okay, unless you've got a very advanced filtration system. And chances are you lost that when you crashed. Yeah. Although if you're becoming a man of the sea in the 21st century, there is a lot of work being done on like, you know, desalinization technology. So I would look into that before yeah, no, you set I, out, you know, on a long ocean voyage. Absolutely. No, I would definitely check to see if they've uh, if they've got one of those that will fit on a boat. They've got some that the military take out into the desert, I think. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. You, can, you can't live off your, your own urine for very long, you know. No. Bear Grylls finds a river. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bear Grylls finds all kinds of stuff. Right. And I'm not Bear Grylls. I wouldn't know the first thing to do on a, de- on a deserted island. But let's assume, though, uh-huh. that if you've washed up on this island... Right. ...that it, it has the basics you need to live. It's got some water to drink. It's got some kind of food source, you know, be it fruit, be it, you know, wildlife or... I mean, there's going to be fish. Uh-huh. Well, if it's got fruit, it's got trees, it's got firewood. Okay. So you got, yeah. like, let's assume you've got your bases covered in terms of what a caveman would need to not die. Right, you can feed yourself. Yes. Okay, that's good. Now, there's, like, one question you're going to have to come across pretty quick is, if there's food, are there predators? Like, what's a predator besides you? Hmm. Okay, like, if there's fish and, you know, if there's fish, it's basically water. Yeah. But if there's, like, birds or lizards... Is there something bigger feeding off them like uh, an alligator or a jungle cat? See, now this is a very good question to ask. Yeah, that's that's one of those things you need to sort out pretty quick. Now, yeah, if definitely. I were lost on a deserted island, I think the first thing I would do is just kind of do a reconnaissance, right? Oh, okay. Just walk the perimeter of the island, yeah. you know, find out what's there. Because that's always what bugged me in, in um, okay, you know in Lost? Yeah. When, like, the plane crashes and they set up camp... And then a couple of them head out into the jungle mm-hmm. to, like, look for the other part of the plane. Yeah. And then there's, at that point, there's, like, a hundred people just sitting around on the beach making camp and, mm-hmm. like, being worried. And they, they always talk about how there's, like, you don't get everybody's story. You just get the core group story. All right. I always assume if I were on Lost, I would be one of those extra people who said, all right, you do that. We're going to walk the perimeter of the island and make sure we're actually on an island. Uh, mistake one is finding out you're on a peninsula. Oh, yeah. And going like, oh, god damn it, this is just the end of India. Yeah, it's like, oh, we could have gone to India whenever. Yeah, yeah, there's like a city right there. We don't have to get rescued, we just have to walk. Well, now I feel silly. Yeah. Yeah, no, you obviously make sure you're actually on an island. Exactly. Rule number one, rule out that you're on regular land. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if that happens, like I said, you feel silly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, make sure you're actually on a proper island. Yeah. Now, I'd say my priority would be poking around, finding a nice cave to live in, because that saves you the trouble of building a hut. That makes sense. You've got better luck if it's, like, a, a island of volcanic origin, like mm-hmm. Hawaii, you know, because there's going to be more recent, like, big rock formations with, you know. Yes. Yeah. And with a cave, I mean, you, you're going to learn some other things if you actually find one. Okay. One, if there are predators on the island. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. you know bears, mm-hmm. then they're more likely than not going to be using that cave already. Yeah. So it's, you'll be able to see evidence of wildlife. It's not actually lost. I don't think there are going to be island bears. Well, not polar bears, well, but... Are there regular bears on islands? I mean, it depends on the geography. It's usually not bears. Yeah. Okay. It's probably not bears. Yeah. But whatever. Dragons, griffins, whatever. If there's See, a, if they are, if they exist, they're probably on some uncharted island. If somewhere. there's a big dangerous predator, it's going to be yeah. If there's a lost 
population of pterodactyls, yeah. they're probably going to be using the nearby caves. No, okay. they're going to be up in the mountains. Mountainous caves. Whatever. Yeah. Cavernous mountains. Cavernous mountains, yeah. They're going to be <laughs> up on top of stuff, okay? <laughs> yeah. You, you can fly. You're not dicking around in the jungle. You fly. <laughs> also, if there's ever been other people burned on that island... Oh, you're going to find their bodies and their boots and stuff. In the caves. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. One, that's interesting. Yeah. And two, they might have left something behind that you can use. Yeah, man. Free boots. Yeah. Free boots. Maybe some tools. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, hey. He made a, a stone chip that you can use to make more stone chips. Good job. You know? And so, yeah. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. I take that. Yeah. 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 Now, I, I think it's interesting Now, Jay's topic says... Actually, really living on a desert island. Yeah. So he's pointing out all the times when you know pop culture kind of gets it wrong. Oh, do they ever? Like uh, Gilligan's Island, for example. Okay. Yeah. They have way too much shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the the joke, the 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 joke about Gilligan's Island, because there's really only the one joke. Yeah. Is uh, why did they pack all those outfits? It is a three-hour tour. Yeah. There's no luggage on that tour. You don't need to pack. Any changes of clothing. No. Let alone, like, six months' worth. Yeah. Like, Ginger has all those steamer trunks full of, like, her, you know, Hollywood dresses. And then, and Mr. and Mrs. Howell have just an endless barrage of rich people shit. Yeah. That's like, you would never carry that onto the skipper's boat. He wouldn't even let you, right? No. You'd leave that at the hotel, because you'll be back in three hours. I can't imagine the minnow would even be big enough to carry that much cargo. No, no, not at all. Even if, and they don't salvage the whole minnow. They have to swim to shore. Yeah. when it, it, it runs aground. That's in the theme song. It's explained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like you even get all the stuff that was already on the ship. No. Okay. So obviously, Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island is silly. Yeah. Also, you, most of that shit you can't actually build out of coconuts. And if a coconut hits you on the head, you don't get amnesia. You just die. I, it's possible to get. An amnesia or or other kinds of temporary brain maladies from a blow to the head. Yeah, but but you're, if anything, you're more likely to be knocked unconscious. Yeah, than knocked amnesiac. Well, that's still super bad for you. So well, yeah, you don't do it every week. Gill again. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the most of the shit the professor makes. You wouldn't be able to just make. I mean, at the very least, you'd be you need to scavenge materials, like like when uh, Saeed scavenges materials out of like busted cell phones that people had in their luggage to yeah. make like a, a transceiver. Mm-hmm. That's uh, technically doable if you have just the right crap, mm-hmm. and you know. But you're gonna need to solder. <laughs> I mean, does he have that? Does he have a soldering iron? Almost certainly not. No, no. He no. never has a soldering iron. Like, it's no. very difficult to make those connections work long term. Yeah, no. This, yeah. Is, this is like, okay, you have to hold it exactly like this. I cannot hand it to you or all the all the resistors will fall out. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's what would happen um, if you were building electronics on an island. Yeah, that's unrealistic. Yeah. The, the other big problem I have with a lot of, like, deserted island stories is they're yeah. not really deserted islands. Yeah, there's always guys on them. Like, uh, Robinson Crusoe is kind of the famous first, you know, novel about a castaway. Yeah. There's people on that island. Well, there's just the one at first. Well, yeah, but his, his people are nearby. Yeah, there's another island, like, right over there. Yeah. He like, captures one of their, like, boys... And basically turns him into a slave, like, like, I'm going to civilize him. Yeah, it's like, oh no, a strange uh, fellow has wandered into my island. Well, 
I'm sure he has nowhere better to be. Come along, boy. Yeah, yeah, and that his whole, like, village or whatever are not far, and instead of making contact with them and, like, learning and maybe, you know, whatever, yeah. he, he just steals one yeah. and then hopes there won't be retribution. It's like, I, I wonder if you maybe you came here in a canoe or something. Is there a place that is in canoeable distance? We're never going to find out. I just just come along with their crops to tend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robinson Crusoe was, and I mean, and then he starts like collecting more people. Like more people just start showing up on this island. Yeah, like, that's not. You behave like that in real life. One, you run a good chance of them just killing you or capturing you because you're yeah. clearly a threat. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I, I tried that in real life one time. I found this kid in a parking lot, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm sure nobody's going to miss you, and it turns out they did. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's and, not. Uh, you, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, it didn't actually happen. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> you, you shouldn't do it. It's uh, no, no, you steal kids. Yeah. Someone's going to be like, where's my kid? Somebody will notice. Yeah, it's yeah. not like there's just free orphans running around. Well, there are, but there's procedures to get them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's paperwork you fill out. You don't just take one. You know? Right. It's not a it's not a bargain bin situation. Or, or uh, in the Blue Lagoon, for example, there's this whole tribe of other people living on, like, the other side of the island. Is there? Okay. Yeah. And there's, like, the little kids, you know, yeah, they grow up on this one end. First of all, they don't explore nearly enough. No. Okay, fine. I I can almost buy that you would grow up on an island and not see the whole thing and Mm -hmm. know that there are people there until you're, like, 15 and you panic. Mm -hmm. But the idea that they're not immediately going to know you're there, if there's, like, a a tribe of people that have been living on that island for generations, okay, and someone crashes on part of it. Oh, yeah. They're going to know you're there very quickly. Yeah, why aren't they exploring their own island? Or, what, what am I saying, exploring? Why aren't they using their own island, just going to places on it? They would. Yeah. They absolutely, they absolutely would. would, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they don't is just ridiculous. It's like, well, okay, that part of the island over there, yeah, oh yeah, nobody's been there for like 15 years. God, why would we go there? You know? Yeah, there's, there's just no reason that would happen. No. You know, at the very least... You would, you know, you would rotate your fishing yeah. on different parts of the island so that it's always yeah. plentiful. It's not like one tribe's going to sit around talking to his buddy and he's like, Hey, when was the last time you went to the, the lagoon? Oh, the blue one? Oh, I don't know, forever ago. Oh, yeah, me too. Do you know anyone who goes there anymore? No, that place is dead. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, the beautiful place with all the fresh water and, the, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. No, of course they would know instantly. Yeah. If there were other people on that island. Fucking up your lagoon, probably pooping it and stuff. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's nonsense. So uh, 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 there's too many like movies and shit about deserted islands that aren't actually deserted. But, and, I mean, to go back to the, uh, the Lost example, it's like, oh, right, there are several competing groups of, of weird scientists living there. There were so many people on the Lost Island. Oh, my God. There was, like... like, like when the when the plane crashed on that island, it's like it did not make a statistically significant difference in the population. Yeah, no. Why didn't you look around more? Yeah, there was a there was a town. Yeah, a whole island. town. <laughs> you got. I don't care if there's a monster. You've got a hundred people. Yeah. You're gonna fucking explore and find out what else is there. Yeah. Okay. And it's not just. There's one guy down in a hatch that's sealed off that you have to blow up. No, as I said, a town. Yeah. Full of people, and not an empty town. 
There's more than one town. Yeah. Yeah, like, towards the end, you see all these other little neighborhoods. Yeah, a, a little How neighborhoods. How big is this island? Is, this, is the Lost Island, like, the size of, like, Log Island? I guess, man, because there's, like, several large complexes of, of temples and shit, and it takes, yeah. it takes, like, days to walk across it, and, you know, I've... I've Walked across, you know, Manhattan from the one side to the other side in a very short span of time. Yeah, like Long Island, okay, has two boroughs on the end, and then a whole big ass like little group of suburbs. Yeah, it's like so. Okay, if it's the size of Long Island, I get that it would take a couple days to get across it. Yeah, sooner or later you'd see those big ass temples. Yeah, the the very big, yeah, very impressive kind of sprawling with lots of underground tunnels. Temples, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, they those people were just not on the ball at all. No, no. So, yeah, actually living on a deserted island, you look around for that shit. But let's say it's actually deserted. Uh-huh. You find a cave to hide in. Right. And then you get a little path between the cave and the beach to build a signal fire on. And that's about it. From that point onward, it's just a matter of... You know, finding fruit. Yeah, if you one, if you don't have any tools to make an escape with, because you, you got to think about if you okay, if you're a real man of the sea, you oh, should have yeah. some idea where you are. Yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, yes, from the stars alone, you can tell, you can navigate. Right. And, and you know, you use your your trusty sextant and let's say barometer. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> well, if, if nothing else, you should be able to know where you are by the stars if you're a real That's navigator. The thing I just said yes. Yeah. And so yeah. <laughs> Did you? I wasn't listening. Thanks. Oh, oh, oh! Suddenly, when I talk about the sea, it's like, oh, he's talking about the sea again. Guess we don't have to listen. Yep, he's just gonna sit there talking about fighting the shark men, which are a real problem that nobody wants to talk about. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, that's how I do most weeks on this show, and yeah. you usually just don't catch me. We usually are saying something funnier. <laughs> so maybe you're the one who's not on the ball, people from Lost. <laughs> yeah, see how I'm I'm just weaving this tapestry here that you're not part of. Uh, there was a great short story I read in college. Oh, um, that, you, that's something you, you don't say much. <laughs> Fair enough. But I um, believe I did read this one. If that's uh, the one I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah, it's in a, a book called uh, "Sudden Fiction Continued." Uh, it's by uh, Marcel Marianne, a, a French writer, and it, it's a short story called "The Eye Is Never Alone." That's the letter I. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about this this uh, like fifteen year old kid who crashes on a deserted island through a, a just a, a series of like events. Yes. And he was all alone. It's completely deserted. No people. No predators. But he finds there's plenty of fruit. That's good. And pretty much the only things living there are, are birds and bugs. And he's got nothing. And but they're, they're, they're these like parrot type birds. Yeah, those are and, great. And he teaches them his name. Okay, well, he, that like, way you got someone to talk to a little bit. Well, exactly. He teaches like a handful of parrots his name, and then all the parrots like as they're like squawking at each other, yeah. they all start mimicking his name. Yeah. And so he's got like he, but he trains the local wildlife just talk to him. Yeah. And then he, the only thing he can salvage is this big crate of mirrors. So he starts just positioning the mirrors all over the island. Yeah. So when he walks around, he keeps seeing his own reflection. Yeah. And he has these parrots just constantly shouting his name all day, every day. And that's it. That's all he can do yeah. is eat fruit 
and listen to the birds talk to him, yeah. and then eventually he just dies out of boredom. Yeah. Yeah. And then the birds continue shouting his name at each other and teaching it to other birds that yeah. live on long after he's dead. Yeah, for like a thousand generations. Like, you know, anyone, you know, came to this island in the future, they'd be like, wow, the indigenous population of parrots have a weird thing they keep saying. They're like, <laughs> wow, who is this guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He had like a more unique sounding name. Yeah. It was like, what if it's like you got to an island? And there was no sign that anyone had ever been there. But all these ferret, these parrots just keep going, Phil! Phil! Yo, Phil! Be like, who's Phil? What if ferrets were doing it? <laughs> That'd be weird, talking ferrets. Yeah, ferrets can't talk. Good. They're weird, they're weird and unpleasant enough already. <laughs> I think ferrets are cool. Well, then keep them out of my house. I'd hang out with a ferret. Maybe you'll land on an island that has ferrets on it then, and you can enjoy getting nibbled to death while you sleep. That would actually be cool, because ferrets are, are moderately intelligent. Like, you can, you know, you can domesticate them. So, like, I would have, you know, like, have them run around on your shoulders and stuff. Like, and ferrets are good hunters, too. Like, they can catch snakes. Yeah, but you see, owning a, owning a ferret, uh-huh. that's a step down a road that you can't really turn back from. You kind of become the ferret guy, and you start, like, once you have the ferret, uh-huh. you start just, you start thinking it's okay to kind of give in to your creepier impulses. <laughs> I feel like there are so many things about my personality already yeah. that being a ferret guy... If, 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 if the way I already am yeah. is not enough of a deal-breaker, Ferret isn't going to push me over the edge. Okay. Okay? That's 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 the point I'm making here. Well, the point is, I, I mean, a Ferret is basically a weasel, and I don't want a weasel either. You've yeah. got weird anti-Ferret racism going on here, well, or just, speciesism. I, I don't like tube-shaped animals. Well, <laughs> well tube-shaped mammals anyway. I mean, like, snakes are cool, but... Weasels are smarter than snakes. Yeah, well, snakes eat weasels, so who wins? And vice versa. Well, whatever. It's a it's a it's a sperm whale giant squid kind of uh, dynamic there, where they're kind of an even match, and they'll both eat the other. Oh, that's a thing to do if you're a man of the sea. Fight a giant squid. Sure. Well, let's say the giant squid attacks you. You wind up on this island. Let's finally start talking about what we're going to do. You got to be careful about the kraken if you're on this island. I mean, any Kraken. You know, watch out for Kraken or other monsters. Because where do monsters come from? Islands. They come from islands. You might have landed on Monster Island. Exactly. Why is there no one here? Because it's full of monsters. Yeah. Where, where, do you think, might... where do you think Mothra comes from? Monster Island. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You think, oh, crap, I've wa- I've, my ship is wrecked, but at least I'm on this island. You don't know. You are walking in to a monster mash. <laughs> yes, that's okay. absolutely right. You go up on the big hill to look out <laughs> over the island, and you look down, and there's all the monsters just partying. You know what? <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta be, you gotta be ready too. If you're a man of the sea, I assume you already dress cool. Okay, oh, you got duh. your long coat and your big pirate boots, etc. Yeah, no, you know I've all your like, medals and everything. Yeah, we've talked about the medals, the the epaulets, the sash. Yes, sweet ass tricorner hat. Absolutely. So when you climb up that hill. And look down on Monster Valley, you can put your hands on your hips and turn to your monkey sidekick and who say... Is, who has survived, of course. Right. Yes. And you can say, looks like we got us a monster match. That's exactly what I would say to him. Yeah. And then he would be like, uh, whatever, give me a banana. Also a deserted island, by the way, if you're a man of the sea, you may want to visit one anyway. Yeah. Because that is a great place to find an animal sidekick. Or hide treasure. 
Or Hydra. That's true. The deserted island could have treasure. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of dead pirates. Most pirates are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the pirates who have ever lived are dead. That's just that's just a hard fact of being a pirate. So has all their treasure been found? Probably not. Exactly. We don't know. We haven't found it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So... you got to get the gold doubloons, but then you got to... Get off that island. Get somewhere where you can spend it. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, you, you go to that island, you look for pirate treasure, obviously. Duh. Keep an eye out for monsters. Keep an eye out for the monsters. Yeah. But... Actually, this this dovetails nicely mm-hmm. with uh, my my backup plan. If I can't be a man of the sea, uh-huh. treehouse. <laughs> Swiss Family Robinson got, got stuck on an island. What did they do? They built like a great treehouse. That's a good point, man. The they Swiss built family... a complex of treehouses. The Swiss Family Robinson were second only to the Ewoks. Okay, in their treehousery. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, what do you mean second? Swiss Family Robinson had fucking water wheels, man, dumb waiters, rope bridges. Ewoks just had little huts. It was pretty sweet. But they had a whole city, you know, suspended in those trees. There were multiple tribes of Ewoks all over the place. Like yeah. some of them were. I'm not saying the one Princess Leia found were the best Ewoks. I'm sure they weren't. I mean, they thought C-3PO was a god. Yeah. So, come on. It's like, oh, hey, look, this guy's, this guy's shiny. He must be important. He's, we should worship him and eat his friends. That makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah. you stupid Ewoks. Come no, on. Come on. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking teddy bears. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, you build a treehouse once the, once the cave has kind of worn out its welcome. Yeah, the cave, I would hope, is a temporary measure. Yeah, because who wants to live in a cave? If you live in a cave for, like, you know, 30 or 40 years or however long you're stuck on this deserted island... Yeah. You're not... If there's anything to build anything with, and you stick with the cave, you're not really... You know, you're not really making the most of the situation. You're not, that is precisely. You're not living up to your 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 treehouse building potential. Yeah, that's especially that's since you know if there's more than one tree, obviously you cut down one, then you use it to build a treehouse in the in one of the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just how you get wood. Um, but yeah, no, you find a sharp rock, you chip down that tree, you build yourself a little hut in another tree, and you just go from there. I think fundamentally the point is is living on a deserted island. There's a world of possibilities, and, you know, A, you have to keep an eye out for a variety of risks, and then B, you have to find out what you can do with the resources available to you. Yeah. Yeah. But once you've kind of got that locked down, once you figured out where the fruit's coming from, whether or not there's tigers or whatever... Right. Once you got that all worked out, at that point, it's basically camping. It's just, well, I'm going to be sleeping in this crappy dirt hole, and, uh fishing and stuff but at at that point it's just you know you you sort of get into a routine and it's not that complicated anymore and at that point the the problem is boredom and going insane yeah there's the question of are you alone on a deserted island or are you with some people like the gilligan's island people yeah that's like okay there's a married couple but then there's there's three single men and two single women. Obviously, everyone's going to fuck all the time. Oh, absolutely. Like, they were attractive people. I mean... Well, well three of the them women were. were. <laughs> well, no, the professor was kind of hunky. Okay. So, okay, like, I could see Ginger and Marianne both kind of wanting the professor. He's, yeah. He's kind of the hottest guy on the island. He's the one who's going to get them off that island, probably. Yeah, but I mean, you know... For the available men, yeah. Gilligan is, is second in terms of hunkiness. 
Now that's not that's from Slim Pickens. I mean, it's, yeah. it's Bob Denver for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, but. exactly. I mean, but at the same time, it's like okay, the skipper has a, a, a certain rugged charm. He's got he's, he's you know he's a man of, of authority. You know, and, uh, sure, you're. He's a man of the sea, most yeah. importantly, and a man <laughs> of the sea, you know, doesn't need to look pretty for you, okay? Because he's got, you know, he, he's just, he's a salty old bag of rope, and you can respect that. Right. But, so, so traditional cultural mores aren't quite going to play on Gilligan's Island, okay? You're going to have people with multiple sex partners, okay? Oh. And that, I'm not saying anything down on any single person on there. I'm just saying... There's there are five people who are probably going to fuck back and forth. Oh, totally. and if the howls want to swing into it, that's cool too. Yeah, whatever, you lovey. Know? <laughs> yeah, this is like a, a seven person orgy because that's you're going to get so bored. There's no TV. <laughs> There's really not. No, yeah. they just they kind of sit around and they're like, oh, what'd you do today? Oh, I got hit with a coconut. Like they, there are there are so many orgies yeah. that happen. You know. When those cameras aren't on, yeah. Exactly. Because, I mean, the Globetrotters aren't going to show up again. You know, that was a one-time thing. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I mean, when the Globetrotters got there, oh, my God, Ginger and Mary must have just been like, oh, my God, finally, new men. Okay, if that's not already a porno, somebody's not doing their damn job. Because, I mean, it's an unsavory porno, but you know exactly what it's going to be about. Yeah, no, uh, fucking somebody... Write that fan fiction again. I mean, rewrite it, I guess. It's probably been written. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I have nothing to add to that. This is the end of this discussion. This is inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the larger point is, deserted islands happen, and the most important thing is to be prepared, but also to keep an open mind to things that come along, and most of all, watch out for monsters. Also, also, if there's a pterodactyl or a moth or something... Oh, yeah, what if there is? Investigate the possibility of escaping on its back. Oh, my God, yeah. Moth- like, Mothra is eventually going to go to Japan. Dude, if you can ride a giant monster moth to Japan yeah. and then, like, hop off on the nearest skyscraper roof before it gets into a fight with Godzilla... Oh, totally. How triumphant is that? Like, everyone's going to be like, wow, look at this guy! I mean, yeah. this is a problem, but this guy rode it on the back of Mothra. He's cool. I'm... That is my plan from now on. It's just... <laughs> it's like, find the monsters and... Find Monster Island, ride Mothra. Okay. Like, that's... Like, because a man of the sea needs something to, to, to aim for, you know? Yeah. My goal is to discover Monster Island and ride Mothra. Be a man of the sky. Okay, that's that would be cool, too. Okay. Actually, yeah. All right. So... Um, <laughs> if you'd like us to discuss your topic on... Breakfast at the Beak. You can send us topics to uh, topics at the beak.org. You can get at us on uh, Twitter. I am at the Beak. And uh, I'm at Doc Heisenberg. Uh, find us on breakfastwiththebeak.tumblr.com and facebook.com slash breakfast with the Beak. And also on Google Plus. Because that still exists. <laughs> so until next week, watch out for monsters. Yeah. <laughs> This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.